Yeah, hello everyone, Julian King with you. Great to have your company on SEN Summer Mornings, wherever you are tuned in. On SEN 1170am, SEN Q693 in Brisbane, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast and across this beautiful world via the SEN app. The open line number to call me, free call. Would love for you to join in on the program today. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and the text line 0457 736 736. Let's have a look at the weather across the listening area. Sydney today, max 29, partly cloudy, slight chance of a shower. Brisbane, tops of 31 with a shower or two, and Gold Coast, tops of 29 with a shower or two. This is what is on the menu today. Talking cricket, Alex Doolan. Now, he's a good man, Alex Doolan. I got asked about his hurricanes last night and a, a rather unusual diamond duck stumping but with all this news about Smith and Green and, and even Renshaw in the squad uh, duels at the back end of his first class career and he batted number three for Australia moved to the opening position so normally they go the other way they slide down the order well duels has gone up the order so he's well placed to talk about this move of Steve Smith to open the batting BP Brett Phillips our tennis expert will be back for all the latest in the lead up to the Australian Open He'll give us an update from Adelaide. And Grace Gill will have the latest from the World Game. The text line number 0457 736 736. Well, this opener position, we've debated little else, haven't we, in the past well, month, really. Seems clearer. And given where we were a few weeks ago, safe to say this is very left field, a player that no one, no one had considered as a genuine opening option, that being SPD Smith. And Ben Horn was the first of this story for News Corp yesterday. So Cam Green is set to return to the test team. Steve Smith is the man firming to fill Warner's spot at the top of the order. So Green will be chosen in the squad. He's in the squad anyway. This is for the first test against the West Indies in Adelaide. The 24-year-old, as you know, was squeezed out of the team due to Mitch Marsh's irresistible form in England. Warner's retirement now has given the selectors a vehicle to get him back in the side. So the selectors are going to announce the team today, we assume. They may not nominate, in fact, they probably won't nominate their batting order, but take it as read, Steve Smith is the favourite to replace Warner at the top of the order. And he was no one's choice, no one's choice. Oh, yeah, well, Bancroft, you know, Harrison or in short. No one thought about Smith, not one single person. He'd privately floated it with the inner sanctum, then publicly acknowledged it during the Sydney test. Okay, okay, there you go. Didn't see that one coming. But I think it's a good thing that he's declared his willingness to fill the role. He's in a bit of a funk by his own admission. Maybe it's, this is the, the shift that'll get him out of it. Because Travis Head was floated. Mitch Marsh was floated. Marnus was floated. And each of them actually came out and said, no, I'm not super keen on doing it. So maybe that's the selection criteria. Who actually wants to do it? Smithy? All right, you're in. And so if he does open, then they can get Cam Green to bat at number four, which is his favoured position. Matty Renshaw, too, the Queenslander, set for a recall. Uh, he will be the reserve batsman. And this is funny, isn't it? You just jump on social media, the outcry from those in the West. This is a snub against the West Australian Bank Cameron Bancroft. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You didn't pick a West Australian Bank Cameron Bancroft because you wanted to get another West Australian in the team, also by the name of Cameron. A strange breed over in the West. But what's interesting, and they say, oh, this is a lack of respect for Shield form. Cameron Green, by the way, averages 54 batting in Shield cricket. So let's not forget that. And he hasn't been able to play Shield cricket because he's been in the Australian squad. But this is interesting for those who are saying, well, Steve Smith, not a specialist opener. Well, okay. So Danny Saeed on Twitter, this was interesting. General reminder, 
that Steve Smith averages 106.2 in test cricket when his inning starts in the first two overs and 69.58 when his inning starts in the first 10 overs. Fascinating. So say you lose a wicket in the first couple of overs, Smith at three has to come in, is virtually an opener, averages 106. And if you lose a wicket in the first 10 overs when he's batting three, averages 69.58. So those numbers suggest that he's well-equipped to face the new ball early. And then I like this from Glenn Mitchell. Someone might be right, read David Warner's replacement. Warner said it should be Harris. Hayden said it should be Renshaw. Ponting said it should be Bancroft. Cadditch said it should be Green. Steve Smith said, I think I should do it. And only one of them's right. Interestingly, former captain Michael Clark on the Around the Wicket podcast on ESPN, it wasn't his first choice, but he said, Michael Clark, if Smith wants to open the batting and they give him the chance, this is a bold prediction, he'll be the number one test opener within 12 months. So Clark reckons Smith will be the number one opener within 12 months. He's that good a player. If he can bat at three, he can bat anywhere in the order. Technically, he's good enough. Let's the ball go well. He's got a great eye, got beautiful hands. And yeah, okay, he might nick the occasional one, might get LB. Tell me somebody doesn't. And it gets better from MJ Clark. If he opens the batting, he'll be the best opener within 12 months. But, but, wait for it. Not prone to hyperbole here, Clarkie. Don't be surprised if he breaks Brian Lara's 400 record because he's that good and now he's got the whole day. So he's suggesting that if Steve Smith somehow miraculously hits a test 400, which one person has done in the history of the game, then it wouldn't be that much of a surprise. I reckon it would be. Because outside of Brian Charles Lara, no one else has done it. But anyway... That's by the by. Suffice to say that he reckons he can do the job, and a few others reckon he can do the job as well. But I just think it's funny. This is an outcry. Cameron Bancroft. They don't like West Australians. No, West Australia didn't make it because another West Australian did. And his name's also Cameron. But you can see why they want Bancroft back in the side. Yeah, as Malcolm Con points out, the only member of the test team under 30 at the moment, Marnus, is 29. You've got this big series against India and England over the next couple of summers. So think about it. The approaching West Indies series, a two-test tour of New Zealand next month, that is the perfect, perfect opportunity to reintegrate Green, who's only 24. His best is well and truly ahead of him. And he's considered a generational player, Cameron Green. The thing about it is, and the word was that, even though there's suggestions that he may open, there were a few concerns about... Him moving his almost two-metre frame freely at the crease early in his innings. So they figure, well, bat him in the middle order. You just give him a bit more freedom to, to bowl without concerns about being worn down and then having to open the batting just after a 10-minute break. So that is part of the selector's thinking. But as it stands, it looks like Smith to open, Grant four, and Renshaw the reserve bat. 0457. 736, 736 is the text line number. The Big Bash last night, Adelaide, they can still play the finals. They comfortably beat Hobart by five wickets at Adelaide Oval. So the strikers were set seven for 165 for victory after Ben McDermott. Beautiful 95 knot by Benny McDermott. But Adelaide, they cruised their run shot. So Matty Short is flying at the moment. Chris Lynn, they both fired. So the Hurricanes at one stage were five for 35 inside seven overs on their way to a middling total. Strikers blasted 57 off their first four power play overs. But Alex Carey was the story here. 
three dismissals, so stumping and two catches in the first innings. Well-crafted 36 with the bat off 26 balls. But this is really funny. I don't know if you saw it. So during the Hurricanes innings, uh, he was involved, Alex Carey, in a pretty bizarre incident. So Nikhil Chowdhury has been one of the stories of this Big Bash campaign, was dismissed for a diamond duck, but he faced a ball. So diamond duck facing a ball. Now, if you're wondering how that can be done, well, Cam Boyce was the spinner. He darted one down leg side. Carey took the bails off. Chowdhury's foot was on the line, not behind. That was a stumping. The ball was a wide. So he can be stumped off a wide. So the ball was a wide. So technically, he didn't face a legal delivery. Therefore, it's a diamond duck, despite the fact that he kind of still faced one. There's one for all the cricket nerds out there. And this is also funny. Asked about the quality of the stumping. Carey delivered just this little Ashes jab to Bearstow. And he was on the mic. He said, always happy to get a stumping. However it comes, up to the stumps, all back. All back, he told the Seven Network. Brilliant stuff from Alex Carey. Just brilliant. Now to the women's cricket. Alisa Healy, Beth Mooney, they both hit half centuries to steer Australia to a seven-wicket win over India. This is in the third and final T20 International. A 2-1 Series victory. So they're restricted India, the 6 for 147. Healy, the captain, 55 from 38. Put them well on track. And Beth Mooney, 52, not off 45. So well done to them. So after a slow start of the tour, losing the test match, and they look very flat. They came back with a bang in the ODI series. And now the T20 series, 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Now, do you remember that immortal line by Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption? What did he say? Hope is a dangerous thing. Did you read Webby in the Nine Papers today? Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, and we're doing this again, I'm just reporting it, could, could keep her Paris Olympic stream alive without having invasive surgery on a ruptured ACL, anterior cruciate ligament, according to leading Sydney sports doctor, Tom Cross. So the 30-year-old suffered the devastating injury while attending a cab for her women's Super League side, Chelsea. This was in... Morocco. Now, most experts have already put a red line through her prospects of competing in Paris. The Olympic football tournament starts just over, in just over six months' time. Recovery time from ACL surgery, normally about nine to 12 months, and we've all become ACL experts in the past couple of days. And it might even be longer, depending on the severity and, and the nature of the rupture. But Dr. Cross says Kerr could be a candidate for this, wait for it, revolutionary bracing system that he's devised alongside his late father, Merv Cross, a pioneer in knee reconstruction for elite athletes. It's called the cross-bracing protocol. And it requires patients to bend the knee, which means setting the knee in a brace at 90 degrees, for four weeks before progressively straightening it over a 12-week period. And what that does, it, it allows aggressive surgery to be avoided. It also allows the ligament to heal on its own. And he said, you know what, I'm prepared to give Kerr an honest, honest assessment. The problem is, if it doesn't work, then you're back to square one and you've wasted three months. Again, 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 I would be stunned if Sam Kerr plays in the Olympics. But I say it before I say it again, Morgan Freeman, hope is a dangerous thing. Now, the Tigers news, we brought that to you yesterday. They're starting to clean house with the installation of Shane Richardson. He hasn't had his feet under the desk for that long, Richo. But he's a mover and shaker. He has flagged now, Richo. Further changes at the club over the coming month following the axing of recruitment boss Scott Fulton. 
explained at Fulton, as well as a couple of other staff, were cut as part of a restructure of the football department, which will no longer require a recruitment manager. They're saving a bit of coin. This is in the telly today. We've made a few changes in how we want to move forward as a club. Scott's not the only change we've made. It's nothing to do with Scott. It's just that I won't require a recruitment manager as such. It's a structure I put in place for the long term with the club. It's unfortunate that Scott doesn't fit into that, but it's nothing to do with him as a person or an operator. It's just a different way we're going to be doing a lot of things in football. Well, he says that, but it's clear that he and Benji didn't see eye to eye. I'm not sure that it was a relationship that could be sustained. But Scott Fulton came out yesterday. He had no will will. He goes, yeah, I'm disappointed because I, I have tremendous faith in what the Tigers are doing and I wish them all the best. I thought he was classy. The changes that joint venture under the new management structure didn't stop with Fulton. The Tigers have also let go head of wellbeing and education, Alan Thompson, as well as a gear steward. So they're taking the scalpel to the joint. And they accepted now the Tigers, the finding of an independent review. That was announced last December, which resulted in Justin Pascoe resigning, being replaced by the interim Richardson. New South Wales Premier, former New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell took over as chairman from Lee Hadjipantelis. And then Richardson sees the next few months as crucial, crucial for turning around the embattled NRL club. So they've started with Alan Thompson, a gear steward, and of course Scott Fulton. And he said there's going to be more changes over the next 30 or 40 days. A couple of the Tigers fans I've spoken to, they're delighted. The wheels are in motion at the club now. And look, time will tell if these changes will be successful. And he said they're all hard-working people. And nobody likes to make these decisions, but it's your job and your remit as the CEO to do or implement structures you think are in the best interests of the club. The Tigers fans got to put faith in what he's doing because he's got the runs on the board, Shane Richardson, back his record of success and expect that he will do the same thing again. 0457 736 736. Uh, the Rugby League mole, aka Tony Adams, I saw this in Wild World of Sports today. Bradman Best only days away from signing one of the richest deals ever by a centre in the NRL. The 22-year-old powerhouse comes off contract at the end of the season. He's been inundated with offers from rival clubs. But Bradman Best, good news for Knights fans, declared he's committed to Newcastle, set to put pen to paper on a three-year deal worth around 700000 per season. Yeah, okay, 700000 big money. Tigers offered him about 800000 a year, as I recall. So a nice boost for the Newcastle Knights, who played finals footy last year, leading into the new season. And to think, too, Newcastle at one point were prepared to offload him. Salary cap concerns, oh, we might squeeze out Bradman Best. All of a sudden, he plays Origin, plays outside Cody Walker against a retreating defensive line, looks a million bucks. Still one of the great names, though, isn't it? Bradman Best. And this is good... I saw this in Wild World of Sports as well, about Jordan Thompson, who had that epic match against Rafa in Brisbane. He's a mad West Tigers fan, Jordan Thompson. I had no idea. Sensational run of form. He beat Rafa, as we said, in that epic at the Brisbane International last week. His first round match at the Adelaide International yesterday. He defeated his Argentine opponent, Facundo Diaz Acosta, 6-2-6-2. Four service breaks, 27 points, one against Diaz Acosta's serve. That is catching up with my good friend Peter Basaltis in his post-match courtside interview. Revealed that he'd been putting an increased focus on his fitness ahead of his home slam. And he said, yeah, OK, look, a good match against Rafa is always going to boost your fitness. 
and he's doing all these sort of 400 meter sprint regimes and the rest of it. But he is a mad West Tigers fan. Mad West Tigers fan. So Salty sort of cheekily said, oh, mate, you're going to try and score a gig on Benji's coaching staff. He says, I've got full faith in Benji Marshall. Maybe I'll come as a cheerleader. I hope they go well. They don't get that dreaded spoon. Well, there's cause for optimism at your club, Domo. And said he also knew the Tigers physio was hopeful of a phone call while in Australia to take part in a tra- training session. So Jordan Thompson will now face Italian world number 15, Lorenzo Mossetti, in the round of 16. So there you have it. Jordan Thompson... Australian tennis star, unabashed Tiger supporter. He wants. He's waiting for an invite. He's waiting for an invite to go to Tiger's training. You know what they should do? And I'm not one to tell Benji what to do. I'm a big fan of Benji Marshall. He should show his squad videos of Jordan's match against Rafa. You know, back-to-back wooden spoons. Just teach him a just teach him a thing or two about grit and fight. Never giving up. What did Wayne Bennett have up plastered in his dressing room? Never give up. Never, never, never give up. Well, that's Jordan Thompson. 0457 736 736. Okay, so now the picture's a bit clearer. Smith to open, Green to four, Renshaw on the squad. Are you happy with that? You okay with that? Do you think someone got burnt? And Charles in Charge, who's producing this morning and Maestro's on the tools, said, oh, do you want to do What's in a Name Wednesday? It was a little segment I used to run when I was filling in for Jimmy Smith. I said, oh, yeah, no, I might give it a miss. But now that I'm thinking about it, give us your best sporting Camerons. Cameron Green, Cameron Bancroft, our dear friend Cameron Smith, two Cameron Smiths. It's a little bit trickier, isn't it? It's a little bit trickier. You're sporting Camerons. Can you think of anything? Can you even come up with 10? Help me out in that list. The Openers chat. Tigers fans, I want to hear from you today. Are you happy with the direction your club is taking, with what Richo's doing? And what sort of improvement can you see in the West Tigers? Are they one of your big improvers this year? Tell us about that, your improvers as well, in the National Rugby League. 0457 736 736. And that open line number, happy to take your calls. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Up and running this Wednesday morning. Julian King with you. SEN Summer Mornings.